Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we continue our study of Shemuel Aleph, the first book of Samuel, with chapter 5. If you remember, in the last chapter, what we just studied together, the Ark of the Covenant had been captured and now was in the hands of the Philistines. Now, at this point, we are. this chapter is going to uh, focus on what happened to the Ark while it was in the hands of the enemy, of the Philistines. Now, the Ark obviously did not uh, frighten the Philistines away from doing battle. Uh, they were scared, remember, as we learned last time, but they fought hard and won anyway and ended up capturing the Ark. At this point, the Philistines, living in the uh, world that they lived in, now assumed that now that they had, they had two gods. They had the god that used to be the god of the Israelites, which is now in their hands, because they look at the object as a god. And they have their own god, uh, who we'll learn in a moment, whose name was Dagon, who was the god of the Philistines. Uh, since the <coughs> Philistines' origins were people of the sea, people that uh, lived off the sea in the Mediterranean, it would make sense that their god would be named uh, Dagon, which comes from the word dag, fish. So it was some... some and the, the images of this god was some statue that had the shape of a fish-human hybrid of some sort. Um, and, uh, and, and their own god, Dagon. So the Philistines are now going to also learn the lesson that an object is not going to save you from anything. That when one worships an object, one does not learn and one does not uh, get any protection from it. They're gonna, uh, God is going to try to teach them this lesson, but whether or not they learn it is a different story. Uflishtim and the Philistines they took the Ark of God, and they brought it from the Evan Ho'ezer, the stone of the help, which is where the battle to, had taken place. Ashdoda, they took it to Ashdod, which is a well-known city today, and it corresponds with the Philistine city of which one of the five main Philistine cities called Ashdod. And the Philistines took the Ark of God. And naturally they took it to the house of Dagon, which was situated in Ashdod, whether this was the main one for all five places or maybe each one of the Philistine towns had their own temple to Dagon, I don't know. But they took it to there because now they had a new god. So where it's going to set it up? Obviously in their house of God. So Vayetziguoto Eitzel Dagon, and they placed the Aron right next to their other statue, which was their other god, which was the uh, um, uh, the idol of Dagon. Vayashkimu Ashdodimi Macharas, and the Ashdodite people uh, woke up wake up the next day after they had put the Aron, the Ark, together with their with with their idol. And Dagon, their idol, had fallen in front of the Ark on the ground. Before the Ark of God. All right, well, they figured, whatever, it fell. It's just a statue. It falls sometimes. So they picked it up, put it back in its place. And the next day they wake up. And this time, again, Dagon had fallen on the ground before, uh, before the Ark of God. 
However, this time it had broken. And the head of the statue of Dagon plus the two arms, they had broken off and they were on the threshold of the doorway. The only thing that was still standing on its pedestal was the body, the, the torso of, of Dagon. So one would think that one can conclude from here that an idol that can fall, an idol that can break into pieces, of what use and what purpose is that? Why would someone worship such a thing as a god? But this was not the conclusion that the people of, of Philist, uh, that the Philistines made. However, they said, thought that, oh, maybe Dagon was trying to reach the threshold because there's something holy about the threshold. So this is how he reached it, by breaking his arms off and touching the threshold. So therefore, verse 5, Therefore, the, the priests of Dagon do not step and, and no one that comes to the to that, that temple uh, will step al miftan dagon bashdod will step on the threshold of the of the house of dagon in ashdod arayomaz until this day so they sanctified the places which dagon's pieces had had touched as if they were holy and this was the conclusion that they drew they couldn't imagine the conclusion that 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 one of us nowadays would look back and think to conclude which is how silly it is to worship an idol and think that it is a god. But that's not the conclusion that they drew. So now, remember, they are looking at, at this point, at both the Aron and Dagon as protection, as items, as gods, so to speak, with a small g, that will provide protection to Ashdod because now that they're in the temple and they're giving appropriate honor to these gods. But God wants to, the, the real God wants to teach them a lesson that when you venerate items, whether it's the Aron of God or the, the idol of Dagon, um, that, um, that it, it, that's not what God wants from you, right? And that all you're going to get is punishments for, for, for that. Ultimately, all that leads to is, is as we've mentioned so many times, all that leads to is immorality, that leads to a superstitious view of the world, a view that thinks that if you do these kinds of sacrifices and rituals, then suddenly you're going to get, you're going to placate the gods. The way God wants us to placate, so to speak, him is not by sacrifices and rituals, but it is by following his laws, his rules, and the morality that he wants us to live. So, the hand of God became heavy on the Ashdodites, meaning he punished them, Vayishimeim, and he shook them up, right? And how did he do that? Vayach Otam, and he struck them, Batichorim, with Tichorim, which literally translates to hemorrhoids. And this is uh, read that way. It is written, Bapolim, which would mean with a plague. So it would seem like some sort of gastrointestinal plague, <laughs> that he struck down as Ashdod, the city of Ashdod, and the villages that surrounded that associated with Ashdod. So here they are with two gods, so small g's, in their temple, and instead of getting extra protection, they get punished with this uh, plague 
uh, that resulted in, in, in terrible suffering and hemorrhoids. And the people of Ashdod saw that this is what, what that this is what's happening. Kichain means this is how it is, right? The um, Amru Lo We don't want this um, ark of the God of Israel with us. The conclusion that they drew was that uh, this ark belongs somewhere else, right? Because his hand is strong against us, and he is also uh, attacking our God, Dagon, right? Because their God, Dagon, fell twice. So we see the, 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 our own, the ark, attacking our God and is attacking us. We need to get rid of this. And they sent messengers and they gathered together for a council all of the heads of the Philistine cities, alehem to them, in other words, to come to Ashdod for a conference, and they said, what should we do with it? We want to get rid of it. What should we do with the Ark of, of the God of Israel? And they said, bring it to Gat, <coughs> um, which is another one of the cities. That's where the Ark should go. And they brought the Ark to Gat. Now it's an unusual conclusion because if they think that the um, that the uh, ark is somehow causing these these uh, um, the suffering that they're going through, why would um, why would and remember the people of Gat was that was another one of the five, so they would have had a representative at this at this conference. Why would the people of Gat have been interested in taking it? Right. If if the so I I don't I'm not sure if this is correct or not. But my guess is that their thinking is as follows: that the problem they're thinking at this point that the, this ark, which is in their mind the God of Israel, doesn't want to be together with um, the God Dagon. They're jealous, right? You know, you think of the mind of a, a pagan, right? These two gods are fighting with each other, so therefore the the ark is is cracking down on us. But in Gat, it would seem that they did not have a temple for Dagon, so let this god go there. So Dagon will have his place, and Gat will have uh, the 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 Aron uh, uh, of the ark of of God will have another place, his place, which will be in Gat. And this and this in this way they think. That they can um, placate the the Aron, which they look at as a god itself. It was after they changed its place and they moved it to God. And the hand of God was against that city, and it caused a great um, a great uh, uh, tumult and panic. And he struck the people in that city, Mikaton Vyagadol, from small to large, Vayisasru Lohem Tichorim, and again, uh, uh, the hemorrhoids and the same plague broke out among them. Whatever this plague was exactly, it was some kind of gastrointestinal illness, and, and which caused terrible hemorrhoids and, and bleeding, and it ended up... Um, it was spreading. It was obviously contagious, and it was spreading like a plague. Uh, uh, so, so, so now the people of Gat are suffering, and now they think, oh, so now the Aron doesn't want to be here. So, Vayishalchu et Aron Elohim Ekron. By now, they um, 
that no one was going to volunteer to take this ark. So they sent it to Ekron. Now, if there is a, a, a plague, a contagious plague, the last thing they should be doing is sending agents and people back and forth to all these places and shipping items from here to there. They should uh, quarantine. They should uh, stop traveling. By traveling to Ekron, um, they're just bringing the plague to Ekron. But um, regardless of whether or not it's the Ark doing it, it's just the nature of contagious and infectious diseases. But here we go. They bring it to Ekron. But this time, it wasn't a result of a conference because at a conference, the people of Ekron never would have accepted it by this point. So they just sent it there. So Ekron, as soon as the Ark of God arrived in Ekron, which is a third Another one of the five major towns of the Philistines, Vayizakuha Ekronimlemar. So now the people of Ekron started crying out. Hey Sabu are you bringing to me the ark of the God of Israel because you want to kill me and you want to kill all of my people that live here? So they said, no, we need to we need a better solution. Let's call together a conference and let's get a better solution. So now that bringing together a conference, further spreading the disease, whatever it was, throughout the people of the Philistines. Now, in their minds, they're thinking, what kind of a God is this? Gods are supposed to protect the people that hold it. Gods are not supposed to bring and wreak havoc. And remember, in the Philistines' minds and their memory, they know that the Israelites took this God, so to speak, with them to battle for protection, and it didn't protect the Israelites either. Right, because the Philistines killed them out. So they're thinking this is just a really bad god, this ark. So So they sent messengers again and they gathered all of the officers of the Plishtim from all of the different towns. Now this time meet a grand conference in in Ekron. They all come to the Ekron conference center, Vayomru, and they have a meeting. Vayomru and they say, Shalhu et Aron Let's just send this Ark of the God of Israel and to send it back to its place. Send it back to, to their tabernacle and, and, and so leave us alone. This thing is it's like it's a hot potato. You just got to get rid of it before it burns you. <laughs> so that it should not kill me and my nation, meaning us, the Philistines, um, referring to themselves, their nation, in, in a singular language and, and, and all of our people. Because this entire city was shaken with a panic and, and, and death, right? And the hand of God was very heavy against the people of Ekron at this point where the Aron resided. So many of the people died in this plague, and those that hadn't died were not exactly comfortable. They were hukubat chorim. They were struck with, with hemorrhoids. Vata'al shavatoyirashamayim. And they were crying so loud that their cries went up to the heavens. The cries of the suffering of the Philistines went up to the heavens. So this concludes chapter 5. <laughs> and we have come to the point where the Philistines recognized that holding on to this ark wasn't going to provide them any protection. And... The, the lessons that they clearly did not learn were that, that items, things, don't provide protection at all, ever. Because by this point, they should have learned that Dagon, their idol, doesn't provide any protection, right? 
because of the, uh, the, the falling and the breaking of the idol. And they also should have learned that the Aron doesn't provide any protection. And they should have turned their hearts towards something else, but they didn't. Um, they should have turned their hearts towards actual, real God and towards looking at themselves and thinking about their behavior and who they were, thinking about how they enslaved the Israelite people, thinking about how they instigated these wars and battles, and, um, and, 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 and thinking about how to improve themselves. But no, this is something that didn't even occur to them at all. Um, and unfortunately didn't occur to the people of Israel either. Although Shmuel Samuel, at the end of all these stories, will tell the people of Israel to learn the proper lesson. But we'll get there. We're not there yet. Thank you so much for studying chapter 5 together. Looking forward to studying chapter 6 and of course the rest of this beautiful book of Shmuel.